0: Cool. I'm ready to get rolling. Uh, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast, sponsored by The Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Truce in Kansas City, Missouri. Today on the show, we have Unique 16. How you doing? What's up? Yeah, I'm good. How you doing? Pretty good. You know? Yeah, been chilling, working on some projects. No, yeah, I feel like it's, it's overdue that we have you on here, though. because yeah. I know you've been working pretty consistently the last few years. And yeah. And I'm surprised I haven't seen like more interviews of yours and everything. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to get to be a little early on it. Right. Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, of course. Um, so I know that you have a background in poetry. You've been mm-hmm. doing that since, like, did you start during high school? Uh, yeah, college? my junior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I've always written poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as a career, it started in high school. Okay. Uh, what, and I think I, I watched the uh, Day in the Office video that you did with the Project Lane guys with Juvie. Yeah. And um, you said that you, I, I think in that video, you said you started doing poetry to like practice as a rapper. Is that right? Yeah. So um, I used to make raps in my friend's like living room on his laptop.
1: And just, I was like, I wanted to be better. And the only route I seen was to start like studying creative writing. Mm-hmm. So I went and audition and it took me a while to get into the school because i never really took the creative writing aspect of it serious i'm just like man everybody get into for sale so I, I bullshitted my thing and he my the teacher rejected me my first time so then after that it made me really have to go and try so after i really did want to try i got in and me and him had this whole like fight for the first two weeks about like me writing poetry and i'm like nah i should be able to write raps i think rap is poetry and he like nah it's not the same and he eventually showed me this man named saul williams who is now my mentor mm-hmm. and it was like this it blew my mind and like this shit was like something that i i felt like in my heart i always wanted to do but i never knew it was a, a name for it mm-hmm. so at, since then i all that i
0: just writing poetry just came nature to me what 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 did you change about your approach, like in between, like the the auditions that you had to do to get into Paseo? I took it serious. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. first time, I wasn't really taking it serious. I really didn't see
1: that. I didn't see it as a reflection of myself. I seen it as just something they needed to like a uh, placement, you know. But then after I realized that, yo, it's an audition. Like I got to take
0: it serious. It was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and you said. Saul Williams is a mentor of yours. Is yeah. he someone that you're in touch with? Yeah, you're like yeah, he's it's pretty big deal me. among like a lot of kind of yeah. poetry He, he into it totally with um, Jay Z. Like yeah.
1: that blew my mind. Like the fact that somebody I know has a direct line of communication,
0: line of communication with Jay Z, just like mind blowing. But what what do you guys talk about? Do you like email or what? Do you... Um, Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Um, he actually
1: was friends with George Woski, and me and George Woski are closer. But into um in contact with Saul Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how would you met Watsky at first? <laughs> um, he he caught nervous. one of my uh, videos I did for L-Tab. I did this poem called Unique. And he had uh, seen that one. He flew me out to California and paid the, for the, he paid the uh, YouTube studios to do a video for it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, it was pretty funny And
0: ever since then, he, like, come through Kutch. let me stay with him if I ever got to travel. Awesome. Yeah. No, and I know uh, once you were doing the uh, like spoken word, like it was it like spoken word or slam poetry that you were doing. Um, it's in, both slam yeah, poetry during... and spoken word. It's the same thing. I feel okay. you. You were
1: describe it as slam when you come uh, competing, and I could competing a long time ago. But mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's still the same thing. Yeah. Right, so when you were doing that in high school, you were traveling for competitions and stuff, right? Because right, you did for competitions. The, brave new voices yes. and louder than a bomb yes right. no yeah what what did you kind of what were just going to those for the first time kind of like what were the experience those so experiences? for that was
1: my first time just being
0: out of the um like
1: out of the city in general like i ain't never traveled before then and just meeting new people was just so crazy like seeing people from all different cultures because bnv it's like international it's like people from paris people from um, Uganda, like so many other places come all for the love of poetry. And I just see so many like different people coming and like meeting them and see how they move. It, it put a real perspective on like, man, this could be something that I could bring back to the city, which I feel like I did accomplish in a bit. You know, like the diversity to show people that like, how that art could be so like, submersive is the word I, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B&V really did teach me like how a community can be so big but get so small. Like poetry to me was like something that I didn't feel like a lot of people really engaged on. But going to be in VNC and like so many people from so many different walks of life do it really encouraged me to like keep going.
0: Yeah. No, I'm sure it makes it really easy to like meet new people that you like have like he this is. instant connection with and it's kind of like right. going to any type of like specific type of festival like- is like. it's like a con, a comic con or. yeah.
1: For poetry, but Wasky was really big into Brave New Voices too. So that's kind of how
0: we um, clicked. Nice. No And um, I know maybe you weren't in the same year or like going at the same time, but Solomon also did uh, was, the Brave I was New Voices. The yeah, you were the coach. Yeah, after um, I uh, aged out. I became a coach, and he was on the team that I took. Mm. What well, What was some of the the early Solomon material and the uh, under your coaching, like what, what do you how actually, kind of change? I actually met Jerry um, as a recruitment for Basel
1: And we used to do these things where we would go to um, middle schools and um, recruit. So I went up there and I did a poem. And then Jerry came up to me like, like Yo, man, I already want to write poetry. So I met him way before that. We grew up a little bit, and then at first I was competing against him. But once I aged out, I created my own team, and he joined it. And it it, it was still the same. Like Jerry, just got a gift to him. Like, whatever it was back then, he still got it, and it's just growing and manifesting. I could say that it was more colorful back then.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I I, I did the the uh, pitch article on the uh, Song of Solomon album, yeah, and I, 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 I remember, like, yeah, he he has, like, just the X factor, is, is kind of yeah. like what I called it. And, like, you can't really, like, pin down, like, how he re- really works and, like, comes up with what he does but it always seems to kind of just shake out for yeah. I mean, yeah. Um oh yeah and and he I remember him saying during the interview for that piece that he was like inspired by like seeing you do the the TEDx video and like all of the, the work that you'd done. So it's how how would it make you feel to like be able to like create such like an, an immediate impact on like the people you were working with. Man, that's that's why I really, like, in my heart, I'm like, if I, if I, God
1: forbid, if I die today, I feel like I have submitted a, a legacy, you know, because before me, like, if it wasn't for me, I feel like a lot of people would just be like, like, gangsters. But when I, what I brought was like a different, like, way to be, like, to, the, like, everybody, mm-hmm. like, to, like, to see Jerry, to see Westside. To see, like, in a essay at Hillboy, like, a lot of them look up to me, and I feel like my, my passion for art kind of seeped into them. So it, it it didn't keep them on the streets. Like, they never thought that, that it was what they had to do because they seen that I brought something different.
0: That's cool mm-hmm. to see you kind of overlooking the No Alternatives crew. You're, like, maybe not an yeah. official member, but maybe, maybe an honorary member of that.
1: Yeah, I put them, um, the way you No know, Alternatives got started, I um, used to do this thing called Front Alliance, which is a non for profit and I used to work for them in a the garden, and I did so much work for them, they was like, hey, um, I know you like music, would you like to build a studio here? So they built a studio for me, and they created this program where they um, bring kids, and then they all work on a project for about six months, and they pay them. I um, told Jerry and them, like, yo, y'all should go do that, and that's where they uh, created No the Alternatives. At. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And um Oh yeah, something you, you mentioned that you're not currently really involved with the poetry stuff. The competing part the competing. of it. Yeah. Okay, what what's yeah, what's your current like interaction with the, the poetry community really like? So um I just get off a tour with this um professor from
1: um um I forget Northwest. But you know Apex, you know Jared, he um make a lot of art. Oh yeah. Yeah, He introduced me to his professor and his professor took me on a tour. He did graphic design and I would write um, poems for him. So I did a museum tour. So I would go to different museums and perform for them. So little stuff like that. And I teach, like I go to colleges and do a workshop or two, or like elementary schools. I've done churches sometimes too. Where'd you go on the, the, the museum tour? Um, a lot of places, Atlanta, Chicago,
0: LA. Philadelphia. It was a, a, a multitude of places. Nice. Uh, and How how different, like, how would you say that getting to do the museum tour and, like, these kind of workshops and stuff is really different than, like, being in the, the competitions and traveling for that? Is Are you kind of more at ease? Is it, I'm like, definitely at ease. Like, when it comes to poetry, like, and competing in poetry, how could you really
1: score something that's so personal to somebody? Like, I really like the art of what poetry is, you know? Like, I like Metaphors, I like alliteration and shit like that, and that's what I like. I do poetry for, it. but some people do poetry to be like, "Hey, like this is something trauma, traumatic that happened to me." So I don't really like putting my art up against it. I don't want to never have to judge somebody's like a rape story, and and like give them like a nine or a a eight. Yeah, yeah that it's just
0: something that I'm not comfortable doing. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, and it kind of like it's kind of funny because like if I feel like following like pop music and hip hop music, like online and like following artists and like management and people, like you, you always do see people talking about like, oh, we went gold or like, oh, we made this, this chart placement in the first week. And you're, you're always kind of like, oh yeah, I'm excited for these people. Right. But it's kind of easy to get kind of just sucked into the, um, just caring about the numbers before a lot of the art. And you kind of have to like check yourself every once in a while, I feel like, like at least personally, and just be like, oh wait, this doesn't matter quite as much as everyone thinks it does. Yeah. So, did you ever find yourself like coming close to feeling like that, or? Yeah, that's, to... that's what Kurt is about. Yeah. Yeah, like Kurt is about hundred like,
1: percent. that is dealing with the ideal of consumerism, and I believe dead is as in my heart that I have a gift, you know, and like I, I I by the way like if I if God did give me this gift. Is it my job to like um like is it my job to change it so it that it, it'd be more easy to reach people? Yeah. Or can I just make this art for me, you know? Yeah. Like I know times is gonna change, so should my art change the times? Like, should my subject matter change with things to reach people? To is it my obligation to like reach people with my art?
0: And that's something I better do it. Oh yeah, that that was gonna be one of my questions about it because like it, it does kinda go from like jazz inspired rap to like kind of pop rap to kind of mm-hmm. like a, a cloud or like a like a cloud rap type thing and I'm like oh do you ever like I was gonna ask like yeah do you ever worry about like like which which way you take it sonically and like who you reach because of that so yeah mm-hmm. it sounds like you put a lot of thought into that already yeah my goal is to try to reach everybody yeah.
1: like yeah i want to be able to give something for everybody to come here and be like yeah I like this yeah
0: um, no, and there are a lot of, no, yeah, I was kind of curious about this too. Like you, you mentioned, like you have all these opportunities because of, um, your poetry work right now that you're getting to travel and do these workshops and everything. And like, I don't know a whole lot about that whole world, but I was kind of curious, like it, are, are there like less opportunities out there for like spoken word poets? Like, after you graduate high school because I feel like it, a lot of the like infrastructure and funding is like from what I can tell like focused on like the high school kids which, right. which is important yeah. but like I feel like there may not be much path forward for like yeah. people once they age out of that is that right
1: at all um I, fe- I feel that in a way mm-hmm. but um, it is th- it's like any career field like you gotta bring the best to the table there are opportunities out there there's a lot of things. That um, people do require poetry for, but I get that too. And it's something I'm really do with on either, cause I ain't really had to face it. Mm-hmm. But the more, I, I, it will come one day where I the to ask. But I do know people who are like in the late sixties who have only ever done this. Yeah, they're, they're like involved in judging and like other like even yeah. competitive workshops and it's stuff. It's more like that. writing books yeah. and making sure you know just more like an artist. Like it's a more mature art form and a career. is more mature. Like to go ahead and. And do stuff like at Black History Museums and things of that nature, or really about Joe
0: And And um, yeah, to get into some of the music you've been releasing, um, like it's like you, you listen to like one or two of the projects you have out, and it's you you work a lot with references of like God and the devil and the yeah. Bible and all that type yeah. of stuff. So I'm kind of curious what your like experience with religion like growing up was and how that's kind of changed over the years. I mean I should be more prepared to answer this question because it's kind of all my life has been
1: about. But um I'm kinda going through a change right now and it so I'm not really sure where I am now. But where it began, I could say when I was about when I I was adopted, so my stepmom, she used to like make us go to church. And that just made me resent it so much. Like, I resented church like to the fullest, but then um, after I left her house, there's something in me that was like, man, I, want, I just wanna know. So I um, linked up, I went and found a church and I moved to talk to the pastor and I asked the pastor, I was like, hey, yo, would it be okay if you taught me every religion, like not just Christianity? And he was like, yeah, I'm down to do that. So he would give me books and stuff to read. And I really like fed my, um, my hunger for religion. And, um, I'm, I'm real spiritual, like I believe in God, like I feel like God is real, but I still wanted to know like a rubric, like I wanted to see
0: what, what would people say about him. And that's kind of my beginning of religion. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you were asking for all these books on other um, religions? I was stuff? probably 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was there like any... I don't know, like, did you just kind of like take it all in very, like, gradually and kind of analytically? Or, like, did you find yourself, like, drawn to, like, other religions that you didn't know much about or stuff like that? Like, yeah. what, what was that process kind of like for you? Mm, I was really kind of feeling the church for a while. I ain't gonna lie. Like,
1: the thing that pushed me away from the church was the pastor. Like, once I started wanting to be more of myself, he was like, nah. You know, he started being shady, so that really pushed me away. But it was one question I, um, it was a passage in the Bible I read one time. It was like, God, my father, why have you forsaken me? And I was just like, man, this is like, don't make sense. Depending on what Christianity preaches, like why would Jesus ever say that? And that, um, I wanted to go figure that out. So I I went to so many churches and so many people just to find out what that one scripture meant. And a lot of my art comes from just that one line Mm -hmm. of why God said it with
0: um, said that on the cross, or Jesus, depending mm-hmm. on what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And so, so you, you said that you are kind of still like in this area of kind of trying to just figure it out yeah. for yourself, and it sounds like you are kind of just working through it in your music Word. sometimes. And... Yeah, I'm thinking about joining um, the Nation of Islam. Yeah, That's kind of where my heart
1: is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I know if I wanted to put it on record or not, but that's what I've been feeling lately. What What makes yeah. you interested in that? Um, all the, and, um, it's just certain stuff that's happened in my life that I'm like, be weird coincidences. Like at BNV, I met a girl who was Muslim and everything she said was just so beautiful. And it was like, I was like, wow, like this is something I could be a part of. But then recently I started reading this book by Elijah Muhammad called The Message to the Black Men in America. And what it, it drew me in, like everything he was saying was just like clicking I'm like, yeah, I feel this. But... When I was reading that book, I started reading it. Like that day, I, um, four of my friends who are Muslim hit me up like, hey, for some reason, I'm thinking about you. And I was just like, dang, like, that's a weird coincidence. So that night, I, um, I was laying down, and I was reading the book about Elijah Muhammad. And um, I was getting ready to go to bed. I said, dang, I should try to pray to um, you know, Allah one time for the first <laughs> time in my life. And as I um, lay down, I may have been in the middle of going to sleep, so I might have just seeped into a dream, but I remember closing my eyes and praying and it was just this bright light in my head, like in my eyelids. And um, I get this message like, from now on you would never see darkness ever again. I'm just like, wow, like that was like, really like crazy to me. Yeah. So that's drawing me in. And i I just be making these little hints like, hey, if this happened, I'll, I'll convert to, you know, Islam. and It'll happen like every time, every time. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna really give it a
0: change. No, mm. oh, yeah, and you do kind of have like a an interest or a fascination. It seems like with like kind of like just finding like like signals and like because yeah. you, you you talked about in that other video the um, you're talking about um, the sixteen in right in your stage name and how that just kind kind of came from like a series of. Like, you seeing that number of different places and just kind right. of, like, coincidences or, I don't know, is that, like, I don't know, like a fate or a destiny or is that is that all stuff that you kind of find interesting and oh, yeah, run I mean, into the, sometimes? The number 16 has been, like, when I
1: played football, um, 16 was my number mm-hmm. and 32 was my number one time and, like, number six has always been prevalent in my life. But 16 was the last number I did and, and I remember that 16 was like where I was at the peak of my football career too. So I kept that in mind. Joey Origami, you know, he um, made a song called 16 Kindles. And that that song really was the first song I heard that wasn't, I, growing up I don't listen to local Kansas City music. So it was like Two Gun Kiwi, Ron Ron TV. So that's all I thought music was for, you know. But then seeing um, Joey do 16 Kindles, he talked about a lot of stuff that I liked like Johnny Bravo and like cartoons. And that was the first time I realized that, dang, I can make music about me. And so it was that, then my mama's birthday was at 16. My first real relationship happened on the 16th, you know? So I'm like, man, I should, that's a sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus, I got this weird thing with numbers, and like numerology is like prevalent in my life. So the number seven stands for imperfection, they say, and six is imperfection. So I felt like if I put that one next to the six, that it well, it, it is me saying that I'm not perfect, but I'm working towards perfection. You know, yeah. like always.
0: Oh yeah, and um, no, oh, yeah, the, and that does kind of like the the perfection and imperfection, like a theme in a lot of your stuff too. Also, is like the duality. It kind of seems like right. to the others. Of course, like God and the devil, but then there's, you know, this perfect and imperfect. And then you, I, I don't think they're uh, online anymore, but you had the two EPs, Pray and Pray, spelled yeah. the E and the A. Yeah. So like, d- d- is, does that kind of play into all of this stuff too? Just like your interest in duality of just different <laughs> subjects? I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I like to be a perfect balance. I try always try to
1: so to make the um to be the commentary for good and bad from a really balanced point of view is something that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. and I always like to paint. It's it's really easy for me to do that.
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so you released um, a couple of EPs. I think late last year, mm-hmm. uh, Kurt and for the culture, yeah. and um, no, I just realized the other day when I was re listening to it that the title track on Kurt, it's is it sampling like a, like a cartoon mm-hmm. adaptation of like a Mark Twain story? Yeah. yeah, what what made you want to use that? Is it just like a Missouri thing or Nah, it's crazy that Mark Twain from
1: Missouri because yeah. I just learned that but Mark Twain has been one of my favorite writers. Yeah. He wrote this um from that deadline, it was called um The Stranger, right? Yeah The Mysterious Stranger. The Mysterious Stranger, yeah, and like I love that book. It's one of the first books I ever read. So I'm like, in that line and in, in the end of the song, it really does like go with the song.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, and I love Mark Twain. Yeah, what, 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 what do you like most about Mark Twain or like that story in specific? What do you remember about that? Uh, it was cool to
1: write up, um, to hear God talked about in a way that wasn't from somebody who was religious. That was the first time I really seen a commentary on God from somebody who ain't like, love God or I hate God. It was just like,
0: to see to see him um talk about um Satan in a way that he did was like really amazing. Yeah. Kind of a, an impartial take and yeah. yeah, every everyone who I mean, yeah, everyone like most like a lot of religious people like are very concerned with like making sure that, you know, you think what they do and right. kind of preaching to you. So yeah, I guess it it is I like I I remember like as a like a teenager just like getting super excited, just like finding all of this like Atheist literature and like just all these like debates online and stuff that was yeah. like, you know, of course it gets kind of kind of dorky at after a, a certain point because you're like, no, you can't prove
1: there's no God. Right. But like it, it is kind of fun to think about in those, yeah. those first few times that you yeah. come across that stuff. It was these um, letters and philosophy book I read called Letters from Satan that Mark Twain wrote and it was just one of the most beautiful shit I
0: ever seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should go find those. Characters. Yeah, I remember really enjoying like more so than most um, like high school literature, like the the Mark Twain and the Huck Finn stuff. Like, right? It was always like like nothing else that you were being assigned in high school like was actually funny to read or like like yeah. super entertaining at least to me. Like so, yeah. I, I did kind of grab I Like, "Lord of the Flies" a lot. "Lord of the Flies" was
1: pretty cool. "Brave
0: yeah. New World." Yeah, Lord of the Flies is cool, just mm. kind of because like, I just just kind of because how gruesome I think some of it was <laughs> like, like, oh, this is some some real shit, but they my teacher's telling me to read it, cool. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah. Um, and you kind of allude to uh, Kurt Cobain, I think a couple times yeah, yeah. on the EP2, I'm guessing that's who it's named after. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what kind of interests you in? Like and there is the song uh Forever Twenty Seven on I think For the culture. On the yeah, on yeah. the other EP. So what, what interests you and in, uh Kurt Cobain and the the twenty seven club and all that? Um I think that um that I read this
1: book called Set the Shotgun to the Head, I saw Williams and at the beginning it's this quote they say, um, the man who finds himself um I, I gotta have the quote, right? But it's about Kurt Cobain's. And um, I never knew it though, but and my my life came together so much I started learning about him and I think that Lobain is really like uh consumer when dealing with the idea of consumerism, I think that he was a a a, per, a good a perfect um embodiment of what it could do to you yeah and um that's why I picked him to do that. and plus, I, it's like a kind of a word to play because um I wanted um so when i when i when I thought of Kurt. I was um, sitting in my room, and I was dealing with the to rumors. My hat drops. got is on his way, and I loved it, right? But it didn't get as much. Um, I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't see it mainstream, and I never wanted to be the one to like make things for mainstream. So then um, I was sitting there thinking, like, dang, how could I, you know, like get more people to to like this? And then I thought, and like, dang, like what type of person? We want to be the king of this world, you know? Yeah. Like, or I often do hire, like what kind of God would want to be the God of our world? Like if there was like a congregation of gods and one of them had to represent us, which one would be happy yeah. to be ours? And I'm like, it had to be like an evil one. <laughs> so in in a way I'm thinking like, thing, and I remember the evil shall inherit the earth, you know, and I'm thinking like, thing. So what, something that I um kind of battle with that I could use to relate, to keep people in and hear my message, but also still spread light and like love. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like my life has been like a lot of drug use and like a lot of addiction based. So I'm like, yeah, I could use my, um, my plights with addiction to, to get people in, to um, get them to start watching so that I could also bring in the light that I will and love I want to like teach people. And Kurt Cobain's was kind of, the first 27 Club is really a big thing with addiction. So I'm like, yeah, that's really a good like mark that I could No, yeah, it kind of instantly kind of connects with people just because
0: of, like, they either like like his music or are Mm -hmm. interested in, like, his kind of lifestyle and drug use and all that stuff. And, and like, just since he is already such, like, a popular kind of icon within hip-hop right now, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's talking about being rock stars and that stuff. So right. yeah, I'm sure it's kind of easy to pull people in when you kind of start somewhere where they are they already have an interest. Right, and when I say like, I want to go like Kurt
1: Cobain's, it's really just a play, it's like, cause he found Nirvana before he, he died. And that's kind of still playing the duality. Like people think like, oh, like damn, that, that song kind of dark. Like I want to go like Kurt Cobain's on Kurt. But I'm really saying that I want to find Nirvana
0: before, like, I da a he did. I okay, got um, okay, something I wanted to ask about as well as like, I, I, I'll see you like post flyers and stuff every once in a while, but it seems like you don't perform out as much as like a lot of other people yeah. kind of in Kansas City's music scene. I, w- I was curious if that was like a decision on your part, or if uh, you're just not like Getting asked to be on as many shows. Um, yeah, I um, usually take every show that um,
1: people offer me. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I did. I don't wanna. I stopped wanting to do free stuff. Mm-hmm. To be honest, yeah. like I've been um, doing free stuff for so long, and in the moment, I'm like, yeah, I should be compensated for it. People started looking at me like I'm jaded or something. So I'm like, I wanna be my worth. Like this is like something that I feel is a value. So then I wanna, and so paid shows are hard to come by. But every now and then I do a free one just because you know I'm.
0: I wanna have fun. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, and um, you you rapped about it in your freestyle on the day in the office video, but you you bring up the uh, first Friday right. stuff that happened last year. You know, there's the shooting there, and they're they're kind of restructuring. Yeah. The way first Fridays are gonna work this year, um, I was just kind of curious, like, because I, you, you performed at at least one or two first Friday yeah. events before. Like, how do you, how do you feel about it? Like, as uh, just kind of a Kansas City artist right now, like, where, where are you? Like, just kind of. My,
1: my, um, that? I think that when uh, there's always something bad that could possibly happen. But before all of that happened with the shooting and stuff the more it became urban, the more I seen art people, art kids and people that I knew that was artists, like, uh, it just got ratchet and stuff like that. And I'm like, what y'all really saying is it got black and y'all don't like it no more. So that was really what I was talking on. But right now, I don't know, I wish, like, my dream is to see that there's a place for art kids and urban kids to come together and have fun. But it's just so many variables to air that it seemed like almost impossible.
0: Yeah, so it's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, and um, you, you mentioned in that video also that you've been working on projects with both uh, Westside and Kai. Uh, are are mm-hmm. both of those still happening? Where, yeah, where I mean, the one with me and Kai been on the hook for a minute. We just ain't really been talking
1: about it. But the one with Westside that's coming like pretty soon, okay. yeah, it's called 316. Uh, the cover of it came, came out cool. like a week ago. Yeah, hey, what's, what's going on, on on that project? Like, It's about the end of the world, like, and um, we're just giving our our um, view of it. Like, we're painting our observation of us literally feeling
0: like we are in the end times. Mm. Oh, that'll be exciting, that'll be fun.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, the, the tape, not the end of the world. Um, I'm excited so, for both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, see what happens. Um, yeah, are you, are you working on any other projects right now, or do you have shows coming up, or um, what's happening with you? I'm working on um
1: the thirteenth floor. I'm always gonna be working on that. It seems like that's my J Electronica. <laughs> me and um Nate are talking about doing a um a play about the thirteenth floor. We're talking about doing a comic about the three sixteen tape that me and um Trey doing. And uh, I'm working on music too and I I wanna write another book you now I published the book. So I wanna write another one. That's what what was the book on the background? It came out twenty 20- 16, I think, yeah. I sold out of one too,
0: so I'm really proud about that. Awesome. Yeah. Now is that all poetry work? All poetry, poetry, yeah. Nice. And what, and the, the next one will be more poetry and stuff? Yeah, it'll be, I might do an audio tape of poetry too. I'm not really sure, yet. Yeah. Nice. It's, yeah, I know you've posted a couple uh clips on SoundCloud of you doing the spoken oh, yeah. word stuff and kind of put some effects and like yeah. backing music on those. Those are cool to listen to. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really <laughs> want to do more that like, it's so much fun doing it. Um yeah, do you have anything you want to plug? Like where where can people find your music and um, uh, your social any, media? Any streaming service you can find me,
1: Spotify, Apple Music. I I don't want really to get it on SoundCloud, but I I've been meaning to do that for people. I just don't like seeing numbers so much, you know? Yeah. Like I don't wanna be too much of a capitalist. <laughs> oh yeah, so you have the
0: Kurt EP and the For the Culture EPs out yeah. on, I think, Apple and Spotify and YouTube and everything? Yeah, I got one
1: that should have been out already, but my manager wanted to do something with it. It's called Drug, and I had dropped that for a while, but then I, I took it down to do some more stuff to it. So had to be out in probably the next two weeks. Cool. No, oh, and uh, yeah, what's
0: your handle on Twitter and Instagram and everything? Um, UniqueXVI, so we have no minimum for 16. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, and people can follow Mm -hmm. at Mm Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit shellcockmag.bigcartel.com. That's the web store. Shellcockmusic.com for all the articles. Uh, Check out the Facebook events tab for all the shows we have booked coming up. And, yeah, I appreciate you being on the show today. Yeah, I appreciate you for asking me. Of course.